It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. And a very pleasant good morning, everybody. It's always good to be back with you. This is the Marlins Rewinded. Last night at Nationals Park on a chilly night in Washington, D.C., the Marlins were putting forth an effort to get over 500, to get over that mark for the first time in a really long time. They had the right man on the mound in Pablo Lopez. He went toe-to-toe against Eric Fetty. And with the recap, as always, here is Glenn Geffner. Another exciting finish, and the Marlins hang on to beat the Nationals 2-1, to one, the final score in Washington tonight. The Marlins win their fourth in a row match, their longest winning streak of 2021. They had two four-gamers a season ago, and with this victory, they move above 500 for the first time this year at 9-8. and eight, The Marlins were last above 500 on the final day of the 2020 season. It wasn't easy. Pablo Lopez facing Eric Fetty. We knew coming in Pablo had been red hot, and we knew coming in that Eric Fetty had always been very tough on the Marlins. Fetty in his career before tonight, seven lifetime starts against Miami, 4-0 and a 1.43 ERA. And this game was scoreless into inning number three when with two outs and nobody on, Jesus Aguilar, well, he got off the schneid. 3-1 pitch to Aguilar is hammered a long way. Left center field. Back goes Thomas at the wall. Goodbye home run Jesus Aguilar. His first extra base hit of the season. It comes in his 68th plate appearance. It's a homer to give the Marlins a 1-0 lead. Well, Aguilar had more plate appearances than anybody in baseball without an extra base hit, but he changed that with one mighty swing. 394 feet to the left of straightaway center field. And the Marlins had a 1-0 lead against Eric Fetty. They would extend that lead with Pablo hanging 0 after 0 in the 5th inning with two outs and nobody on. Jacob Stallings singled to right field. Juan Soto got a little bit greedy. He thought that he might have a chance to throw Stallings out at first base, but his throw went over the first base from Bell, and when the catcher Ruiz went over to try to back the play up, the ball still eluded him and got into the camera well at the home plate end of the Nationals' dugout. That sent Stallings down to second base with two down. Jazz Chisholm walked. That was it for Eric Fetty. They brought Andres Machado out of the bullpen to face Jesus Aguilar. He walked Aguilar. That loaded the bases. All this after two men were out and nobody was on. Bases were full for Jorge Soler. The kick in the 3-1, and Soler takes ball four outside and low. It's 2-0 Marlins. A bases loaded walk. Machado would then strike out Jesus Sanchez, ending the top of the fifth, but at the midway point in this ballgame, it was 2-0 Marlins. Fetty done after four and two-thirds innings, three hits, two runs, both earned. He walked three, struck out five, allowed the Aguilar homer for Eric Fetty tonight, 91 pitches, 55 strikes. Meanwhile, Pablo Lopez was cruising along in this ballgame. He took that 2-0 lead into the bottom half of the sixth inning, he was facing the top of the order third time around in the sixth. He got Cesar Hernandez to ground to first for out number one. He got Juan Soto to hit a ground ball off of Pablo's glove. It deflected out to Jazz Chisholm at second base. Jazz made the play at first. A 1-4-3 put out for the second out. And pitching with a 2-0 lead, two outs in the sixth inning. Pablo faced 
Josh Bell. The 1-2 pitch is a bouncing ball to Jazz Chisholm. The second baseman fields, throws, and Pablo has another 1-2-3 inning. I see you, Pablo. How about that? Now, 18 and a third consecutive scoreless innings for Lopez since he allowed his one and only run of the season in his final inning of work in his first start in San Francisco back on April 9th. Lopez rolling on. That would be the final pitch Pablo threw here tonight. He retired the last seven. He retired nine of the final ten he faced for Pablo Lopez in his fourth start of the year. Six innings, three hits, no runs. He walked one, struck out six, threw 84 pitches, 55 strikes, and he lowers his season ERA through four starts to 0.39. So this one went to the bullpen in the seventh. Donnie could have probably pushed Pablo for one more inning, and I'm sure there were many clamoring for him to do just that. Uh, we'll hear from Donnie coming up. I'm sure he'll be asked the question. My first thought is, look, this team is playing 16 games in 16 days beginning yesterday. No days off, no extra days of rest for anybody. And with a pitcher who's missed time on the injured list with shoulder issues in three of the last four years, you want to keep Pablo fresh for the long haul. So rather than trying to squeeze one more inning out of Pablo tonight, I'm guessing Donnie figured, you know what, let's be safe and make sure he's as strong as possible five days from now when he next pitches against the Arizona Diamondbacks. Steven Okert started the seventh. He struck out Nelson Cruz. He got Yadiel Hernandez to fly to center. Two outs, nobody on. He then walked Cabert Ruiz. Anthony Bass came on to face the right-hander Lane Thomas, and Bass got Thomas swinging to end the seventh. Still 2-0 Miami. With the Nationals bullpen hanging 1-0 after another, five Nationals relievers tonight worked four and a third scoreless innings. We then went... To the eighth inning, Marlins two and the Nats nothing. Bass got the first two outs. Michael Franco a fly ball to left and Lucius Fox and a ground ball to first. And then it looked like he and the Marlins were out of the inning when Cesar Hernandez rolled a ground ball to first base. But it was misplayed by Jesus Aguilar. And on an E3, Cesar Hernandez reaches, extending the eighth inning, getting the tying man to the plate in the person of Juan Soto. At that point, Donnie brought Tanner Scott, the lefty, on to face left-handed batter Soto. Bass out of the game, and it looked like Scott was out of the inning when he got Soto did a high pop-up on the infield. The second baseman, Jazz Chisholm, however, wasn't able to make the catch, playing with some tough wins here in Washington tonight, and Jazz couldn't make the play. It went as an E4. Hernandez went to third base, so now down by two. The Nats had the tying men on first and third with two outs in the eighth inning. When Josh Bell walked, the Nats had the bases loaded for Nelson Cruz, the number three home run hitter among all active Major League players. And Scott, who just couldn't get locked in on the strike zone tonight, issued a bases loaded walk to Cruz. That made it a 2-1 to one game. And the Nats had still the bases loaded with two outs in the eighth. For the first time in his career, Anthony Bender called on in the eighth inning to try to lock down a four-out save. And with the bases full, he had to face a hot hitter for the Nationals, Yadiel Hernandez. Soto way off the bag at third. There's a fly ball, left center field. Going back in at Sanchez, onto the track. He has room, and he makes the catch to end the inning. Woo. Bender gets out of the mess. The Nats leave him loaded. So it was 2-1 into the ninth, and after Kyle Finnegan shut the Marlins down 1-2-3 in the top of the inning, Bender stayed out there to work the bottom half of inning number nine, looking to protect that one-run lead. He got Cabert Ruiz to ground to the shortstop Rojas for out number one. He caught Lane Thomas looking at strike three for out number two. 
But when Michael Franco singled off the wall and left, narrowly missing a home run with his liner, the Nats had life. It was a long single played perfectly by Brian De La Cruz, whose strong throw to second kept Franco at first base. Boy, three or four feet higher, Franco would have tied the game with a line drive home run, but he just missed. The Nationals pinch ran for Franco with the speedy Victor Robles. So the tying man was at first, two outs, bottom of the ninth, and the Nats' last chance, their rookie shortstop, Lucius Fox. The 1-2 runner goes. Fox is swinging a fly ball to left field. Going back De La Cruz. He's under it. He's got it. And the Marlins win. How about that? Had it all the way. They hang on for dear life tonight in Washington. The Marlins have won four in a row. They've won eight of 12 for the Nationals. A seventh consecutive loss. The Marlins two and the Nationals one. For Miami, two runs, four hits, two errors, six runners left. For the Nats, one run, four hits, two errors. They stranded eight in this ballgame. Pablo Lopez, the winning pitcher, improves to 3-0 with a 0.39 earned run average. Eric Fetty, the loser, he falls to 1-2. Anthony Bender saved number four. Time of the ballgame was three hours, 20 minutes. The Marlins with the victory again have won four straight and eight of 12. They improved to 9-8 on the season. Above 500 for the first time since the end of 2020. And they're now 5-5 five and five on the road after a 1-5 start. They've won four in a row on this road trip on which they're now 4-1. and one. They took two out of three in Atlanta. They've won the first two here in Washington. So whatever happens tomorrow, they will have won both series on the road trip. But they got a chance to go home 5-1 and one against a couple of division rivals. And oh, by the way, they're now 7-2 and two against the National League East this year. 3-1 and one against the Phillies. 2-1 against the Braves, and now 2-0 against the Nationals. As for the Nats, they fall to 6-14 and with this loss. Only the Reds, a worse record in all of baseball. The Nats are 3-10 at Nationals Park. They've lost their last 7 in a row and 9 of 11. They're 2-7 and on a 10-game homestand, which concludes tomorrow afternoon. Final game of this series at 105. Trevor Rogers for the Marlins, and the veteran lefty Patrick Corbin will go for the Nationals. Marlins pitchers tonight totaled nine strikeouts in this ball game. The Marlins and Auto Nation again partnering to work to strike out cancer in our community this year. Every time Marlins pitcher strikes out an opposing hitter, the Marlins are going to contribute $25 to Auto Nation's Drive Pink Initiative. Nine Ks tonight. That's another $225 to Auto Nation's Drive Pink Initiative for the season. Now 150 Ks and $3,750. Nice win for the Marlins. Sometimes you just got to find a way to hang on, baby, and that's exactly what the Marlins did. Let's hear from Marlins manager Don Manningly. Um, Donnie, we'll start with Pablo's performance. Fourth straight, great start. Uh, what makes him so effective? What have you seen from him just this year? Well, obviously what we talked about before the game, um, head and counts, mixing pitches, um, really nice job. Um, yeah, just keeps doing his thing. And, and really on a night, I don't think he felt that great. Um, but he hung in there, uh, obviously, for, for six innings. A few miscues in the eighth inning. What did you see unfold there? Well, my nerves basically <laughs> unfold there. Um, you know, obviously a play, we get the ground ball, and now you just, it's one of those plays if it's, you know, the weather has something to do with tonight. I think everybody's cold out there. Uh, nothing works quite right. Um, and then just the pop-up got in the wind, it looked like. I shouldn't say pop-up, things hit pretty good. Uh, just started out, it looked like in between first and second, and next thing you know, it's in the middle of the field. So 
Uh, that got up there and blew pretty good. How big a deal is to see Jesus get a, a hold of one like that and, and crank that home run to get started? Well, get us on the board in a yeah. night like tonight. Uh, their guy was good. Eddie was getting the breaking ball over all night. It looked like he was able to backside that his two-seamer on our righties. Uh, kept us off balance. He did a nice job. Uh, but, you know, Aggie was the one guy. He walked him early and got behind him in that at bat. Um, it was the one guy he didn't seem to be able to make pitches on, and, and Aggie took advantage. Aggie's been walking a lot lately. What difference have you seen from him at the plate? Seems like he's seeing the ball better, um, getting more comfortable. Um, you know, we still, I don't think we've really got our guys, uh, especially our big boys, going yet. And and he's he's the one, him and Coop are starting to roll a little bit. But Aggie seems like he's seeing the ball okay. How big a deal is it to get above 500 for you and to win another series against the East? No, it's good. Obviously, we went, we talked about it before the game too. That you know we gotta you gotta get we had to get back to 500 to be able to start hopefully climbing a little bit. Uh, it wasn't easy, but we were able to get one thing. Is we've had a couple of games like this lately with you know game on the line and our guys you know kind of finish it off for us. Uh, so right now things are are going our way. We need to take advantage and 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 you know keep moving on. In the world of trying to grow baseball, how important is it to see Lucius Fox and Jazz, two Bahamian, they're only the nine players ever to play Major League Baseball from Bahamas in a game together. Can you reflect on that? Importance? No, it's cool. I mean, we got some other kids in our organization, too, that are that look really good. I'd seen Lucius and uh, scouted him when I was in L.A., uh, looked at him on video for, for those guys. I think San Francisco got him in that draft. But uh, I think it's good, obviously. Uh, I think the game, obviously, is, is getting better and better from the standpoint, you know, the athletes that we see uh, coming from all over the world, right? And, um, you know, truly, you want the best the best game you could possibly get. And, and we're getting, you know, it seems like there's players from all over the world. And, and so it's good to see all countries represented from that standpoint. You made a reference about Lopez not feeling perfect or something like that. I just wasn't just wanted to follow up. Did, did you mean physically or something about his stuff tonight? Or no, I thought his stuff or... was okay. Um, Mel said is out of the pen. He didn't. He said something's not right. Uh, I don't know if he was a little dizzy or something, but it's, it's kind of what he mentioned to Mel. After, he wouldn't admit it until after the game. He came mm-hmm. out, um, but he again, you know, hung in there, and and I shouldn't even say hung in there. It was really good tonight. How about Bender? Big gal, he's healthy for you. Yeah, I mean that ball, uh, Yadiel crushed that ball in the left center. We we caught a break there, I think, just because of the wind, a little bit cold air. The ball's not traveling like it does here in the summer, so we catch a break there, and then he, you know, he obviously goes back out and and locks that thing down. Has it tinted all with the hip to send him back out after he sits on the bench in the cold weather? Or is that really not much of a factor? Uh, I mean, we felt like he's healthy. I think we took advantage of it the other day. I think it was a. You know, not on my part, but our organization of not trying to push him in that Atlanta game. We're able to survive that one, give him the extra couple of days. Uh, he's 100%. I'm sure he's a guy that we'll have to talk about tomorrow, though. Thanks, Thanks Marlins manager Don Mattingly after Miami's 2-1 to win over to Washington last night. Before we hear from Anthony Bender and Pablo Lopez, we'll take a quick commercial break. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Back with you on Marlins Rewind. Miami beats Washington 2-1. They improve to 9-8 this season. Let's hear from Anthony Bender, who recorded his first four-out save in the major leagues last night. Okay, Glenn, thank you. The Marlins escape. Anthony Bender is with us. Anthony, let's start in the eighth inning. It's time to buckle up. Bases loaded with two outs. Your mindset when you come into the ballgame, you know you've got nowhere to put them. Yeah, come in, be aggressive, you know, make your pitches. Uh, me and Stoller is getting on the same page, you know, and uh, just go out there and execute. Hernandez hit the ball well. Are you cognizant of the conditions when you come in? And, you know, he hits the ball in the air. I'm going to get myself out of this. No, I mean, it just goes back to making the pitches, like, if I execute, you know, I feel like I get him out. He, you know, wasn't the best slider in the world, but uh, ended up going my way right there. You don't often get yourself four outs. Mindset, when you've got to take a breather, decompress, when you go back to the bench coming into the ninth, you're doing what on the bench there? Yeah, no, uh, we actually just talked about it today. It's like we go out there and we come in, and uh, when you know you're going back out there, it's like don't let the intensity fall down. was what we just talked about today. And then sure enough, we go out there and it happens. So just getting out there and, and staying on the attack when you go back out there is real big. A little up and down to start the season. What did you do to make sure you didn't lose confidence? You were pitching extremely well. Yeah, no, I mean, I feel like I've been making pitches the whole year. It's just like in the beginning, they were getting to them. Now it seems like they're not. So I'm just going to keep doing my thing out there and, you know, hopefully it keeps going my way. And just keep throwing the ball and feeling good every time I go out there. And what's it mean to be back over 500? That's big time. We're going to keep on rolling on this one. All right, keep it rolling. Thanks, Anthony. Thank you. That was Anthony Bender after the 2-1 to Miami win. As we wrap things up, let's hear from Pablo Lopez, who's been sensational this season. You got it. Uh, Pablo, Johnny mentioned that you may not have been feeling 100%. How are you feeling right now? I feel good. Obviously, conditions were a little different. I think Miami has spoiled me, spoiled, spoiled <laughs> me too much when it comes to the weather and all that. But, you know, like you have to compete with what you have that day. And I feel like I didn't have my best stuff. I didn't have like my A game today. But, you know, you still have to go out there and execute your pitches and make sure that you're aggressive, that every pitch has, any, uh, has, a, has a purpose, you know. So I think me and Jacob were able to do that. He did a great job, again, you know, calling pitches, identifying situations um, that we could go with certain pitches in certain spots. So... Uh, it was good and just a lot of like reading swings, reading barrels, and just staying on top of trying to stay in good counts. So on a day like this when you don't have your A game, how do you get through it the way that you did? You still had six scoreless innings. <laughs> no, it's just <laughs> trying to stay focused. You know, you still want you still want your 100% focus on every single pitch and, you know, making sure that... Um, that you do it for the guys playing behind you, you know. They, they play behind me, they play hard, and, like, that's the least I can do for them, you know. Just I have, to, I, I have to come to the field, show up, and when I get in between the lines, I'm willing to go out there and leave it, leave everything out there uh, for my teammates and for the team. And it's just that's, that's the energy we feed off in this clubhouse, you know. We play for one another, we show up, and we play hard, and we expect to win every game. Is that something you like, had to learn how to do as you've gotten a little bit older? Because this is the best stretch you probably had in your career yeah it's one of those things that sometimes you have to go through them to learn like to really learn them but it it's always a learning process you know i think like the learning never stops and especially in the, uh, the baseball world you know there's always something to learn something you can 
something you can improve, something you can get better. It's never like quite finalized. So it's, it's, it's always great to have the feedback from guys like Jacob Stallings, the, the pitching staff, just my, the bullpen, the players, everyone. So I think it's always great to have that kind of feedback. Is this the best that you've felt in this stretch in your career? I um, feel really good. I feel really happy with where I'm feeling on the mound, you know, with the, the rhythm, the tempo, the way I'm breaking my hands, but at the same time with my legs. I just feel like I'm in a good spot on the mound. And, you know, like I think I'm taking full advantage of every single throw I make in, in between starts, you know, like I try not to take a day for granted. Like every day I'm working on my mechanics, dry reps, making sure the body feels good and just making sure that every throw has a purpose, you know, like because on the game you want every throw, every throw to have a purpose. So that's how like I try to approach my catch days and my bullpen days. What are the biggest challenges of uh, pitching this weather? I just having a good grip, having a good grip and making sure that your hand's not getting too cold. So like, I'll go to my mouth every once in a while. And like if I fell out of base, well, my might have been too slick or too humid, like just try to get another one and go to the roasting a lot. But uh, when, when you're on the mouth, you're not thinking about it. I mean, your body might be feeling in, but you still have to compete. That was Pablo Lopez after the Marlins win over the Nationals last night. Game three of this series, Miami has an opportunity to sweep it at 105 this afternoon. Trevor Rogers versus the veteran left-hander Patrick Corbin will be on the air at 1230 with Marlins on deck. And as always, we hope you find some time to join us on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation.